Whether you're trying to rally your team around a strategy or an idea, or resolve issues between team members, sometimes the very best thing you can do is go off-site for a team building session. But how do you make it productive? How do you make it worth the investment and make sure that the changes are long-lasting? That's the conversation we're going to have today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the digital toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today I get to do one of the things I love best about being the host of a podcast. I get to talk to an old friend. Desiree Garcia is a dynamic coach, a facilitator, and a multi-sport athlete. And she focuses on transformational coaching, team building, and leadership development. And she's been doing this kind of work since 2004, and I think that's about the time I met you. Des, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lorraine. I'm really happy to be a, a guest on your podcast. You know, we have over the years crossed paths in a lot of different iterations of our business. And one of the things that I love best about all of the things that you do is this focus on team building. And I think a lot of times companies think, oh, you have to be a big company to do that. But I don't think that's true. Do you? Oh, not at all. In fact, when I've led team building events for organizations, it's usually a group within the organization. So certainly don't have to be big. And smaller companies, I mean, we just, we have the same opportunities and challenges as larger companies. It's a little more focused because of a smaller group of people. So if I'm, as a business owner, going to carve out time to do some team building work with my organization, clearly in the back of my head, I'm kind of running this calculation on what it costs, not just to have somebody facilitate, but also bringing people out of the work environment Mm -hmm. to a team building session. How do I approach this so that both on the setup and then during and after so that the session is valuable, productive, and it has a lasting impact beyond the four hours that we spend on on this session? Mm, Yeah. So great question. As with, with anything that we do, starting with why, you know, what is the most compelling reason or purpose to have the event? From there, you can connect what you're doing with your team, whatever the event is, to the outcomes that you want to get. And um, you're hitting on what, what the most important aspect of team building is, is understanding, you know, at the end of the event, what do you want, what do you want your team to take away? How do you want them to like maybe interact or behave post event? What are those things that, that they're going to learn about themselves and, and the team that they can apply in their work as soon as like, the next day, or even the same day, if it, if it happens to be a shorter morning event, then you can really start to look at cost benefit. You know, what is, what price can you put on having a team that's more cohesive and more in, interconnected and working together more collaboratively? Absolutely. You know, one of the things that you talked about connecting the outcomes with the team. I wonder if you can elaborate a little bit more on what you mean by that. So understanding how you want the team to, you know, 
work together post-event. So what are the, what are the most ideal outcomes for and behaviors that those teams, the mm-hmm. team can have? How would you, it's really about defining those success measures. It's a little challenging to do that because a success measure might be, hey, we have um, eight people on our team, let's say, and we have two people that, you know, there's just kind of a lot of friction there. It's, it's a little more challenging for them to work together without like a lot of um, extra energy. An outcome could be that those, not just those individuals, but the rest of the team, but those two individuals kind of see each other in a different light and then are better able to be effective together in the workplace. And I'll give you a quick example. The first time that I did team building, I was on, I was in an organization, we had 12 people. I was in um, business development or sales mm-hmm. and we had an operations team. At the event, I'll never forget, I had climbed a 30-foot pole and the, and the facilitator said, hey, just jump off the pole because I, you know, and I had a harness on, safe as could be, and grab that flag. And don't worry because your, your team down below has you. And I looked down and I'm like, that's the operations team. Like, they can't stand me. <laughs> so and I was like, you want me to jump and they're going to catch me. He's like, yeah. And I, and I did jump. And of course, they did catch me. I lived to, lived to tell you the story. Uh, but what I realized was, hey, if we can come together here on a ropes course, doing team building, then certainly we can find ways to work together better. And that's what I mean about those outcomes. Mm-hmm. It might be as simple as alleviating friction or being more cohesive. Absolutely. Are there things, if as a business owner, I have figured out why I want to do it, I've identified some of the problems that I want to address, I've, I've thought about some of those outcomes, are there things I should do in preparation for a session so that when I get to a ropes course or whatever type of environment, we're ready to hit the ground running? Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting, Lorraine, because I just had this conversation yesterday with a leader. Many people, when they hear the words team building, they think, I don't want anything, any part of that. And there are two reasons why people don't want to do team building is number one, they don't want to do anything that's going to make them look silly. And two, they don't want to be asked to do anything that will make them look silly. So I think it's really important for leaders to let the team know those two things are not going to happen. And good team building events, they always, you always start with challenge by choice, meaning we're going to give you some opportunities to play, do some activities. They're going to be challenges. And it's your choice if you participate or not. You're going to get the most out of it by participating, but just know that you can step away if it's not something that you want to do. So I think that's important. Make sure that everyone understands that they're not going to be made to look silly and there will be challenge by choice. But also share with them those objectives. Hey, here's what we're hoping to get from this activity and here's what we want to walk away with. People know those things. They have a little less anxiety about what's going to happen. I think the idea of letting people know it's going to be a safe space because fear of the unknown is always the biggest hurdle to getting people to make any type of change or do anything out of their comfort zone. So giving them an idea of what to expect, letting them know that it's going to be safe is a great way to diffuse some of that tension. Yes. Okay, so let's jump to the other side of the equation. 
You made people feel safe, comfortable. They came to the event. They participated. There were some laughs. There was some tears. Maybe a few action items that people identified. Everybody packs up their stuff and heads back to the office or home, and they come in the next day. And now what? Great, great question. You hit on something really important. The, the, the debrief after the event is where you make the connection between what you did and how you can, you, you know, maybe change behavior in the workplace. What insights did you get that will cause you to maybe show up or do things a little bit differently? I think it's really important um, in, to have a champion on that team so that when you go back into the workplace, you can review, hey, what are the things that we learned? I think it's really important to use some of the same language that's used in the team building event. Um, like I always tell the champions that I, that I work with, hey, mention the name of the game that we played, you know, that, that um, it was broken squares, so that when people reflect back on what they did, and you say the name, they can think about how they showed up. And, and that's another important part of team building is that it is experience-based learning. Because you've done, you've actually participated in an activity, you're more likely to learn from that. As, a, as adult learners, we don't learn by being told. We don't learn by just doing. We learn by reflecting upon what we've done. So all of that um, interconnectedness helps to reinforce those behaviors when you go back into the workplace. Awesome. Desiree, I cannot believe how fast time went and how much really good information we got into such a short conversation. Yeah, that was fast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Lorraine. Desiree, we will include a link to VitaAventura.net so people can find you if they want to learn more about team building and kind of your approach to the process. Great. Thank you so much. And if you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to learn more about other topics relevant for small business owners, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. And look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen to more than one because they're short. Leave a review and come back next week. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.